0: No, no, no. God is good. Amen? Yes. Well, let's uh, open our Bibles tonight and we'll look at the Word for a little while. Everybody like the Word? Yes. I love the Word of God. Amen. You know, something that I had noticed, um, I was actually reading in the, uh, the book of Matthew. And if you look at the book of Matthew from about chapter 5, middle of the ways, to clear into the first part of chapter 7... He is telling people what a good father we have. He's not he he, you know, he's talking about lots of stuff, but over and over again he talks about your father. He doesn't say my father in that in those chapters. He says your father. He's very specific in talking about how good of a father. He talks in in the in I mean, if you look at the whole theme and in some of the things that Jesus talks about, he talks about he is a father, he's his father. He's your father, and he's a good father. Amen. And see, to receive from somebody, that's the kind of stuff you need to know, because the world has lied on God so much that even in our own minds we have to kick things back. You guys ever have things you have to kick back? You know, you hear people say something like, "Oh, pull, kick that out. That can't stay. That can't stay." You know, they say like, "Well, maybe God allowed that to teach you something, brother." You know what? Maybe you allowed it and God used it to teach you something. Amen? Right? God's a good God. Better yet, He's a good Father. And a good Father is... You know, I was... <laughs> I'm going to tell a story on Rob because Carrie told Kim a story this week. After those tornadoes that hit that Wednesday night, they got up the next morning, you're going to have to help me tell it, right? But Caleb... Was looking for dad. Why? Because dad can come fix it. We'll get dad, dad'll come fix it. That's what dad can fix anything. Let's get dad home, dad'll fix it. Is that kind of the gist of it? Why? Because he's a good father, and he's looking to him to make things right. If you believe God's a good father, you're always looking to him. You're always looking to what He can do. You're always, if you're in trouble, you're not afraid of Him. You know, you got people that do stupid things and they run from God. Oh man, that's as backward as you can go right there. We serve a loving kind. Think about this. If, if, you, if somebody said, what are the qualities of your father? All you got to do is flip over to 1 Corinthians 13, and every quality of love is the quality of God. And so people say, what makes your father so great? Well, he's patient and kind. He keeps no record of my wrongs. He always trusts, always believes, and always hopes in me. That's the qualities of our Father God. What better qualities could you be looking for in a father? Now, I'll have to admit, Wednesday after I worked all day, or Thursday after I worked all day, I was with Caleb. We need to find Caleb's daddy because he surely can fix this because Dave ain't no good at it. I was most certain that that must be Rob's grace. Glory to God. But we serve a good Father. And and, and in our lives, if we're going to receive life, if we're going to receive the abundance of things that God has for us, if we're going to receive health, in our bodies. And specifically, we're going to focus a little bit on health in our bodies tonight. Because our Father God desires us to be healed. He has made every avenue, everything available for us to be well on a constant basis. And, it, and He's not withholding it. And, and we hear people all the time, and I know y'all do too, and they say, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You know what? It ain't what you do. Your job is to believe. It's to have faith in His goodness. In His love. In His mercy. In His kindness. In, in, you know, in His ability, if you want. You know, I like the testimony that Kim... You know what? Superman, he can do lots of stuff. The Flashman, he can run from here around the world. But God can do anything. Yes. God can do anything. How about that if a kid that size gets a hold of the goodness of God and grows up just believing He's good all the time. And it doesn't get confused with all that junk about maybe He will, maybe He won't, sometimes He does, sometimes He don't. Should have made a song. That would be an ugly song though. (laughs) Glory to God. We are children of this Father. We are children of the patient, kind, forgiving, loving, always hoping, trusting, persevering God. We're His children. Look at, let's open our Bibles to John 1.12. John 1.12. Everybody happy? Well, you better be. And if you aren't, you can do what my mom said. You got the same pants to get glad in. <laughs> That's what she always told us. We said, Well, you're not happy. And she'd say, Well, the same pants you got mad in, you got to get glad in. <laughs> so we got glad. Amen. 1 John 1, verse 12. So I can find it in here. It's in my Bible, I know. I'm not. Not 1 John. Gospel John. Sorry. No wonder I couldn't find it. (laughs) Gospel of John 1, verse 12. I'm going to read it out of the NIV. It says, He came to that which was His own. Whoops, I read one verse too long. How about for 12 now? Yet to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of of God, Verse 13, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. To everyone, how many people believe in Jesus Christ in here tonight? And if you don't, you can believe before you leave. Amen? Amen. And, and I highly suggest, believe before you leave. Amen? So everybody that believes in Jesus Christ right now, you are a children of God. That's not good English, but you are a children. Because that's what we want to look at ourselves as tonight. Children. Children of God. Children of the Most High. Children of love. Amen? Why do you want to be children of love? Why can't you just say God? Because it says love never fails. God never fails. Put two and two together. It will equal four every time. Amen? Yeah. We talked about that last time I preached. Yeah. Right? Love never fails. We are children of an unfailing, unlimited loving kind god amen loving kind father it's great to call him god he is god and he's the only god but we're his children i never want my daughter to come up and call me lord she can treat me in such a in such a way that it honors me in that fashion amen <laughs> Guys, I'm serious. I I want my daughter to be my child. I want her to trust in me as a father. You know, one of the things that I've thanked God for over and over is, you know, a lot of people, their kids cling to them and they're scared when they leave. And if if yours are that way, that's nothing wrong. They'll grow out of it and get over it. Ramsey ran away from us. (laughs) Not because she's afraid. She just wanted to do other things. We just weren't enough fun and there was more fun going on other places. And somebody asked me one time, they said, doesn't that make you sad? You know, she doesn't seem like she wants to be around you. I said, no, it makes me real happy. She's secure. She knows where I am. I'll always be there. And she's never, never concerned. She knows I love her. And I'm here for her at all times. Amen? And I like that. Amen? And, and I want to be that child of God. I'm not saying I don't want to talk to Him more than we do. Because I want to talk to Him all the time. And I don't want to just talk to Him when I'm in trouble. But if I am in trouble, if i got something going on in my life, if I need healing in my body, I want to know that I'm the children, I'm a child of that Most High God. And that I can come to Him as a child. And I can say, Father, I could use some of this. And I don't have to wonder what He's going to say. That's where the confusion has come in. we got people that believe you go to God and ask Him for something He has already gotten for you and He doesn't give it to you. That's not true. He's a good God. And if we, as His children, go to Him as His children, and that's the key to it, guys... Are we going to him as his children or are we going to him as his servant? Are we going to him what are we going to him as? Did I do good enough to get this dad? I never traded with my daughter. <laughs> I didn't. God showed me that a long time ago. He said he said everybody's trying to buy their kids to do the right thing. He said teach him to do the right thing. And then reward them for being who they are, not for what they did. It's what God does. It's not because of what you do. It's because of who you are. Amen? If you're a child of the Most High God, He'll heal your body, then tell you, hey, by the way, since I got you here and I healed you, fix this. Stop doing this, and you won't have to go through that anymore. Amen? Amen? Remember the, remember the guy at the pool? The guy at the pool. Right? He couldn't get in. I I can't get in. I can't get there in time. What did Jesus do? He healed him. He didn't say, quit your sinning and you wouldn't be sick. (laughs) You know why? Because He only did what the Father told Him to do and He only said what the Father told Him to say. And the father doesn't say things like that. See, people have this in their mind that God would say something like that. God doesn't say, "If you'll stop doing that all the, if you'll quit being stupid all the time and doing these dumb things, then these these things wouldn't happen to you." That's not God. So some people say, "Well, sometimes you got to have that tough love, brother Dave. You know, you need, you know what." Sometimes you may need a little t- tougher love, if you will, yeah. but love first. Yeah. That wasn't love. That was telling somebody how stupid they were, and how they needed to fix something before they could have something. God will give you something and then tell you to fix it so you can keep it. What did He tell that man? He said, "Don't don't sin anymore." Less hmm. what? Something worse happens to you. Right? <laughs> Don't get quiet on me. God loves us. He wants our bodies whole. He wants to do everything that Jesus purchased for us in our lives. He, wants, he did that so that He could love us. He, he, he had all that accomplished in the redemption plan so that He could lavish upon us this great love. And call us children. Glory to God. Look at 1 John 3. 1 John 3. I'm read it in the NIV too. 1 John 3.1 It says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called what? Children of God. And that is what we are. I like that statement. That we should be called children of God and that is what we are. Why? Because He lavished this love on us. And, and it's, not, it's not that He lavished His love on this just so we could be called children, but so that we could have what children have. He doesn't want to just say, yep, those are my kids, i got a whole bunch of them. He wants to say, yeah, those are my kids and now I can bless them because they're my kids. Amen? Those are my children, now I can get to them. Now I can have authority in their life. Now I can bring things to them that they didn't have before and that they would have never imagined they could have now. Now these are my children. He wanted us to be called his children. He did what it took for us to be called his children. We did nothing except receive it. So who wanted it more? He did. As as much as I enjoy being called a child of God, he, He enjoys it more. As happy as it makes me when somebody says, you're a child of God, God enjoys it more. He enjoys every day when He sees His kids. And when He sees them mess up, when He sees them do good, they're still His kids. And He's not disappointed in you. He's happy in you. Why? Because you already did what it took to be His kid. Now He can fix you. Amen. <laughs> There's always hope. Why? You're a child of God. It'd be different if you're not a child of God. He can't fix you. And you're out there. And you're on your own. And you're without hope and in the world. But once you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and you believe in Him, now God's he got ability in your life. And He's happy. He likes it. Amen? He lavished this love upon us that, he could, that we could be called the children of God. Amen? Amen? Everybody with me? Yeah. God's helping us. Go to Matthew. We're, we're just building here. We're building here. We're, remember, we're talking about healing. We're talking about healing. Why? Because the Father God wants His children well. They say, well, what do I got to do to be well? Be a children. <laughs> well, but I've been His child and I'm not well. No, because <laughs> no, that statement won't work. You can't say, I've been His child and I'm not well. You are His child and you are well. Right. Yeah. Just as much as you're saved, you're well. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Now, you may, you may have to convince yourself of that, but we want to remember who we're serving. This isn't Superman or Batman. This ain't the Green Lantern or Flash. No, no, no. This is the Lord Most High. This is the God, the Creator of heavens and earth. This is the God of love. This is the loving, kind God. This is the One that sent Jesus by whose stripes you were healed. And this wasn't a story. This is truth. And people say, well, but that's not what I've experienced. What you've experienced... And what this word says are two different. If they are two different things, go with the word, huh? (laughs) Because it's not what you've experienced; it's what you haven't experienced. Amen. Because what we want to do is experience the lifestyle of a child of the Most High. We want to experience daily, not just when we need it or when we're in trouble. My, uh, my brother, his, my younger brother, his daughter uh, went to California this week for spring break uh, with a friend, Christian friends, it's all good, it's a good trip, and, uh, and, but uh, she left on like Friday of last week and uh, was due to come home yesterday and he had not heard from her since she left. Now, i got to tell you, he did way better than I because <laughs> I'd have been in California. <laughs> uh, I, Dave's got some growing to do. Oops, oh, sorry. Dave's got some growing to do right there. Some, somehow, she would have been calling me or she'd have been home. Right. But, you know, it, it wasn't a deal because he knew she's having fun. They're not real phone people. I'm a big phone person, so it's a bigger deal to me. Yes. But anyway, yesterday she calls after her plane already left. And she... <laughs> I'm glad she loves me because she'll like this story. She's panicking. They overslept and they missed their flight. And my brother said, he laughed at her actually. And he said, he said, because she said, dad, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm not going to do anything. You are. <laughs> he said, he said, you're going to fix it and call me back and let me know how you did. I'm not going to go It's here or there. If she overslept, she can fix it. She's, a, she's 19. You know, She's been taught. He knew what was in her. He, he's not saying do a new thing. He knew what was in her. But he said, I haven't heard from you all week, and now you're in trouble, and I get a call. And I looked at him when he said that, and I said, don't you reckon that's how God feels? He says, I haven't heard from you all week, And now you don't feel good, and I get a call. But God's kind, and He's merciful. And then He heals you, and then He says, Now, could you call me more often? Right? We We want a relationship with our Father. An ongoing relationship with conversation. Not just prayer, conversation. Right, Wake up in the morning and say, God, how's, how are you today? It's good to, good to be be your child this morning. Uh, what what do we got going today? What's on the agenda? And he'll probably say, yeah, let's walk by faith. <laughs> let's walk by faith and walk in love, see what happens. Who knows what he'll say, but yeah. at least we had a conversation with him. Yes. And it didn't start out with, I need, can I, would you help? I'm in trouble, I messed this up. And you know, granted, that's that's who we are many times. And it does say in the Bible that if you call on Him in a day of trouble, He will deliver you. Why? Because He's a good Father. He's a good, kind Father, and that's the Father we serve. Amen. And so, it you know, people get they get a sickness in their body. They go through times of. Uh, where their health is not good. And they begin to think, what have I done? What can I do? How do I fix this? How? Stop thinking about all that. Run to daddy. Quit thinking about what you've done. I don't care if you wrecked the car, if you ran it into the side of the house. I don't, it, don't run away from God. Don't look for what you haven't done or who you haven't been. Look at who you are. It doesn't change no matter what you've done, it doesn't change that you are a child of God. And He will never forsake you, and He will no wise cast you out. Amen? It, it's, it's what we want to get a hold of, guys, that we're children. We are children. We're in the family. We, we can't be kicked out. We've been adopted in. Amen? Mrs. Moore taught it. We're all adopted into the family of God. Glory to God. It's a good place to be. If you want your healing, it's in that family. What do they say? That family never gets sick. About the time sickness comes around, they just get well. Yeah, that's my family. Yeah. Did you guys get the flu? No, we don't get the flu in our house. We're in the family of God. Yeah, no. No, Jesus took care of that, our brother. Yeah, He took care of that. And we don't deal with that. We're all God's children. And, and God's children don't deal with that. Well, didn't they, doctor say this about you? Yeah, they said that, but I'm a child of God. And by whose stripes I am healed. Right? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I have a better, <laughs> a better covenant. Better promises. Yeah, their, their promise said you're sick. His promise said you're well. They'll even promise you, I promise you're sick. You can say, He promised I'm well. Amen? And who's He? He's your Father. He's never let you down. He's been there for you every time, at every turn, every place, and every time. The world has done its best to mess up the image of a Father. They have. The world has done its best. But... The image of a good father. First Corinthians thirteen one thirteen, the image of love. That's who he is. Amen. <laughs> you guys, still with me? Matthew. Matthew six. Look, let's look at Jesus. How Jesus talks about him. You know, a lot of people look at this, and and you know the way, A lot of times, what I like to do is I like to accentuate certain words. Well, this time we're going to accentuate the word for our, your father. In Matthew 6.26, Jesus said, King James Version says, Behold the fowls of the air. They don't sow, or they sow not. Neither do they reap. Neither they gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father, can you just assume something He's saying, but your Father. Your Father takes care of them. But why? Because He's making your Father who He is. He's a good God. He said, they don't do anything to earn or deserve this, but yet your Father. Your Father takes care of them. Right? Jesus knew the Father. He was one with the Father. And He knew that He was a good and kind Father. And He's, He's not saying anything He doesn't know, but He wants to know that's your Father. Yours is the one that takes care of the birds. That's how big He is. He cares about the birds. How much more does He care about you? You're worth way more than a sparrow. You're worrying about whether your Father is going to take care of you and your Father takes care of the sparrows? I don't think you've got anything to worry about, I think is what Jesus is saying. Amen? Matthew 10. Talking about sparrows again. Birds. 10-29. Says, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? I don't know how much that's worth. His name alone ought to make it pretty worthless. Two sparrows sold for a farthing. And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. He's talking about your father again. Sparrows think you can buy them for nothing. But not one of them falls to the ground unless your father knows. Verse 30. Verse 30. You could say it like this. But your father has the very numbers of hairs on your head numbered. Your father. The, the one that a sparrow can't fall without his knowledge. This that same father knows how, how much does he care about you? He knows every fiber of your being. Why? Because he, he knows who you are. He created you and He loves you and He did everything that He could do to get you back. He cares so much about you that He wants to know how many hairs are on your head. That's your Father. I'm a children. You a children? I'm a children of that Father. Amen? Matthew 18 verse 13 What's he talking about? He's talked about your father. We talk about him being a good father. About him being his father. Guess what? He's a healing father. Right. Amen. Matthew 18:13 says, "And it <laughs> If so be that he find it. He's talking about the one sheep that went astray. And he goes and he looks, he goes out to, shepherd goes out to look for it, and he says, And if he finds it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more over that one sheep than the 99 that that didn't go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your father. What's he saying? It's not the will of your father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. What's he saying? Your father is a good father. He cares not only about you, He cares about everyone. What's He saying? He's a father. He's your father. He's a good father. Amen? He's not a poor father. He's not a deadbeat dad. He's involved in every moment of your life, even the ones you don't let Him get involved in. He's still there standing watching you. He will watch you fail and still love you when He picks you up off the ground. Then He'll correct you as He picks you up off the ground and dusts you off and fixes you up. Why? Because He's a good Father. Amen? It's our Father. He's our Father. And He's a healing Father. And Jesus knew this Father. Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the One that came and paid the full price for all our sins, made us righteous and right-standing with the Father. Amen? And healed all those that were oppressed of the devil. Amen? Let's look, at, let's look at something and see if we can see if this was Jesus or the Father. Matthew 9. I know, you guys know, Just you guys are ahead of the game. It was Jesus and it was the Father. (laughs) Why? Because He didn't do anything that God didn't tell Him to do, and He didn't say anything that God didn't tell Him to say. So if Jesus said it, guess who was saying it? The Father. Amen? Matthew 9, verse 2, And behold, they brought Him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, Son. And then, see, Jesus doesn't mix words. We call everybody son. We say, hey, son. Hey. Son, son, son. Jesus doesn't do that. If Jesus said son, he was being specific. That's right. He was calling him child of God. You could, <laughs> he was saying son of God, child of God. How how do you know? Because his next words were, your sins are forgiven. Guess what forgiven people are? Children of God. Huh? And that was healing. Why? Because people whose sins are forgiven also receive the benefit of healing. Why? Because what made you sick was sin. Not your sin. Sin. Sin brought sickness into the world. Right? If you forgive someone of sin... Then sickness has no more power over them. So if their sins are forgiven, that's what even Jesus said later. He said, Well, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? He said, It's the same thing. Yes, sir. But he called him son, child of God. Let's look at another instance Matthew 15, verse 22. Anybody here that's not feeling good, ready to be well tonight? You're a child of God? You're already well. Amen? It's just a little issue. It's coming up in you. It's coming up in you right now. Let it start rising up in you. Because when you get to know who you are, it's not just that people say, i got to know who I am in Christ. Who you are in Christ is a child of God. You're His children. Amen? And as His children... You should expect all His goodness every day. Every day. <laughs> right? You shouldn't like say, Ah, this isn't going to be a good day. You're a child of God. You can't have a bad day. Your worst day is still the best for most people. Why? I'm a child of God. If everything else went wrong, you are a child of God. I mean... <laughs> What, what more would you need? It's not a matter how you feel at that point. You are a child of God. Matthew 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan, not a child of God. <laughs> right? You guys know the story, Syrophoenician woman? Child of Canaan, came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. What's she saying? Love me. That's what she's saying. That's what mercy is. Mercy is the love of God. She's saying, have mercy on me, O Lord. And she's saying also who she is at that point. Amen? Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he didn't even answer her. That's just mean, isn't it? No. No, he was on a mission. Remember, he's on a mission. You know, a lot of people get mad at preachers because they don't do something that they thought they ought to done or ought not have done. A preacher has orders. He's not living his own life just like you're not living your own life. A preacher has orders and an order to do things in. Amen? I've had a lot of people say, uh, write and email and say, why don't Brother Moore do this? Why don't Brother Moore do this? Brother Moore only does what God tells Brother Moore to do. He don't even do what Brother Moore wants to do. He said that himself. Amen? That was free. Amen? It's a good thing. Jesus was doing what God told Him to do. Jesus was on Jesus' plan for the day. Right? How many know Jesus had a plan for every day, and it was mapped out by God, and He was walking it. And He'd answered her not a word, and His disciples came and sought Him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And He answered and said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped Him. That's pretty good. That's, a good. that's a good way to start. If you want to get something from God, worship Him. What, what are you saying? Oh, God, You're so great. No. Her coming to Him with faith and trust was an act of worship. Why? She believed in that love. Yeah. She believed in that same mercy she was asking for. Yeah. She believed in it so much that she refused not to have it. Amen? Yeah. She refused not to have it. She worshipped Him saying... Lord, help me." Now there is a simple prayer: "Lord, help me." Right. Yes, sir. Now how many times would we be better off just to say, "Lord, help me," than to say, "Lord, I know I shouldn't have done this, but I got caught, talked into it, and I kind of got out, and, and I thought I'd be OK, and I was trying to help out, and God knew what you did before you did it. What are you trying to fool? There's no reason to try to state your case to God. He already knew what you did. Guess what? He already had forgiveness in place before you did it. It would have been as simple as saying, Lord, forgive me. I messed up. And then move on. <laughs> well, but you got to repent and grovel. No, He doesn't even need a grovel. I can't find anywhere in the Word it says, says ask forgiveness and grovel for a week. And he'll he'll get forgiveness. No, the grace of God is instant. The mercy of God is true, and it endures forever. And when you call on it with a true heart, you receive it every time. Amen? And she worshiped Him and said, Lord, help me. That was worship, saying, Lord, help me. Why? Because she's still acknowledging His love. She's still not unhooking from that desire to have mercy. She refuses not to have what she knows He can give her. And He still didn't give it to her. He answered and said, It's not meat. And this is really the verse I was trying to get to. To take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Now that would make her mad alone because He called her a dog. But what did He just say? What did He just call healing? The children's bread. Healing is our bread. Bread. Healing is the children's bread. How many children's I got in here? Healing is yours. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, this lady's going to go ahead and have it because she is so smart that she says, you know what? I understand it's their bread, but all I need is a crumb of it because a crumb of your bread is more than enough. And we're not even pulling up to the table for a bite. That's right. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is ours. He baked it for you. Amen? Healing is the children's bread. And she grabbed hold of a crumb of it and got what she wanted. But healing, we don't just have to have a crumb. We can have it every day. Every day. What was the prayer that Jesus told people to pray? Wait a second. Let's go back and look at that. Matthew 6. Let's look at that prayer that Jesus said, "Pray, what's he saying? He's saying, "Healing's for every day of your life. Healing is for every moment. Amen." And He's still, he's still, he's still being the Father. He's being the Father. He says in verse nine, Matthew six, verse nine, says, "After this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, what's he saying? Acknowledge you're a child. You want the benefits of being a child. Acknowledge you're his child. It's real simple. Dad, here I am. I know you got all kinds of good stuff. In fact is, I don't want my will. I want yours. In this manner, pray. what's he say then? He says, our Father. In heaven, hallowed be thy name. He worships Him. He, he says, I'm your child, and I acknowledge your Father. I acknowledge who you are. Amen? Your kingdom come. In other words, I, I'm part of your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In earth. Notice it says, in earth. What are you made of? Huh? When, when you die and you go back to what? What are you going to go back to? Dirt. <laughs> so not only can your will be done in this earth, it can be done in this earth. Why? Because His will is healing. Healing. Get some healing in your earth. Amen? Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Give us this day, what? The children's bread? Our daily bread daily we can have bread that is health and life we don't have you don't have to say well this sickness takes forever no it don't take none to get rid of you have daily bread healing is yours healing is the children's bread healing is provided that's the prayer he said to pray ask for the bread ask for the bread Give me this day my daily bread. Everybody's saying, well, He just wants you to have food on your table. Sure. If it can happen in the spiritual, it can happen in the natural. The spiritual's more real. Yeah. Yes, sir. Amen? Yes, sir. And then it can happen in the natural. Give us this day what? Children's bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Huh? Forgive us our debts. What's he saying? and forgive me so that I can have everything that the bread offers. When you're forgiven, you're a child of God and you are now a candidate. You are not a candidate. You you have the ability to have everything the bread offers. Amen? Every part. I don't care what kind of sickness tried to attack your body. Healing is the children's bread. And you can have health in your body. Tonight... Because healing is the children's bread, and he's throwing it to you. He ain't throwing it to the dogs. He's throwing it to the children. Amen. He's serving up health and life. He's serving up joy and peace. What's he? What do you need tonight? It's in there. Every ingredient that you need, every vitamin, every whatever you needed. Your four, four, three, two. That's the thing for me and you. Did you guys do that in school? Well, you had to have four helpings of this, and four helpings, and three, and two. I, I don't remember. One of them was vegetables, and I erased that one. So mine was, mine was like four, four, two. Meat, bread. Okay. (laughs) Forgive us our debts, as we forgive. Let us be forgiven. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Why? Because we're forgiven. Right, right. First Peter two twenty four. We'll come back here. What's First Peter two twenty four say? First Peter two twenty four says what? Who him? Who his own self bear our sins? That sounds kind of like forgiveness to me. In his own body. What is the? What's the bread represent in the in the Lord's Supper? The body of Christ. He, His own self, bear our sins in His own body on the tree; that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. Why? Why are you dead to sins? You're forgiven. You're forgiven by whose stripes? And then you got to. After you're forgiven, you still have to live unto righteousness. You know what righteous people do? Forgive. Forgive. People say, oh, "I just can't forgive." Yeah, you can. Just because your head don't feel like you forgave somebody, don't trust your head. Your, your head's really unreliable. Don't, don't trust your head. Okay? You guys listening to me? Don't trust your mind. Your mind is legalistic. Your mind is, is thinking all sorts of crazy things. Your heart is what God's looking at. He ain't looking at your head. <laughs> and you can Forgive. You can forgive. Why do I know you can forgive? Because the love of God is in your heart through the Holy Spirit. And forgiveness is an ultimate act of love. Right? It's what love did for you and me to get us back. Amen? You can forgive. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen? This is how he says pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Everybody still with me? Yeah. You want to get your daily bread today? Yeah. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Your da- His daily bread is more than enough. Yeah, right. Amen? Whatever your body is deficient in, His daily bread will make it undeficient. Is that a word? Yeah. Is today. Yeah. Undeficient. Right. Glory to God. Let's look at something else about bread. How about that? Psalm thirty-seven. Psalm thirty-seven. People say, Well, that verse don't talk about that kind of bread. Well, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, doesn't talk about finding your keys either, but it'll find them. Word of God works. Wherever you'll put it to work. I'm getting happy. I have been young. 37 verse 25. And now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. What's healing? The children's bread. Do you got to beg for your healing? You got to beg for your bread? No. Why? Because you got a good father. Why did, why had he never seen the righteous forsaken? Because they have a good father. Why had he never seen their seed begging for bread? He had, they have a good father. You don't gotta beg him for your bread. This ain't Oliver Twist. May I have more gruel, sir? Please? What in the world is gruel? And why would you ask for seconds of it? (laughs) This ain't Oliver Twist. You can go boldly. You need some bread tonight? You can come boldly. You can have seconds and thirds. And you can enjoy the fatness of His house. Amen? You can have fourths and fifths. You don't have to be deficient in your body one moment longer because healing is the children's bread. Glory to God? And who are you? A children. I'm a children. You're a children. He's a pepper. They're a pepper. We are children of the Most High God. We're the children of the bread maker. Amen? We can be healed whole in our bodies. What happened for the lady that got the crumb? She wasn't even a child, but she got hold of a crumb. If it'll heal a non child, how much more? How much more? How much more? How much more? Let's go. Matthew 7. Matthew 7. We ain't beggars. We're believers. Why are we believers? Because we're children of a believer God. He believes in us even when we look unbelievable. Right? Whenever your own parents will look at you and say, I can't believe that. God still believes in you. He never, this is going to be a double negative, I can feel it coming. He never doesn't not believe in you. That's a triple negative, I think. I had to make it work somehow. He always believes in you. How about that for the English linguists? He's a good God. Amen? And He is a good, good Father. Matthew 7, verse 8. What's this? Everyone who asks, receives? How many people do you think you could say that to and they'd say, well, that's not my experience? What position did they ask from? Yeah. Are you children? Because yeah. that's what he's talking about. If you want to go back up in 6, he's talking about your father. If he's talking about your father, you must be a your child. Yeah. Right? This is a whole, this is Jesus preaching. He started preaching in Matthew 5, and He's still preaching in Matthew 7. Amen? And He said, Everyone that asks gets, everyone that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, the door will be open. And you know what? You got religion all over the world that will convince you that this is if He wants to. Well, you know, God's sovereign. Yeah, He's sovereign. He wrote this Word. And He's so sovereign, He's going to keep it. That's sovereign for you. If He said it, then it's true. You want to talk about sovereign? There's not. A, I don't know anyone else that is sovereign in that area. God says it. It's true. And that's what He just said. And He's talking to children. Got any children in here? Yeah, I got some children. Okay. So verse 9. Or what man is there of you... Whom, if his son asked for what? Bread. bread would give him a stone. What did, he, what did you ask for? Bread. bread. Who would give him a stone? What do you reckon God will give you if you ask for bread? He gives you bread. He gives you bread. Huh? He gives you bread. <laughs> huh? give you bread. Verse 10. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. Verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father... How much more shall your Father give health to your body? How much more shall your Father prosper you? How much more shall your Father give you peace in the midst of the storm? How much more shall your Father give you the joy that's unstoppable? How much more... Will your Father give to those who do what? Beg Him. Oh, no? No? Crawl and grovel and tell Him how stupid and sinful they are. No? What do they got to do? Ask. Ask? Oh, that's just too simple. That's just too simple. I know I must have asked at some point. No, you must not or you would have. I must not or I would have. Healing is the children's bread. If we ask for it, we should have it. Because what child of God of you would ask God for a bread and He would give you a stone? He would not. He would give you bread. Amen? How much more will He be good? How much more will He give Good things. You reckon God's idea of good and yours are different? I do. I think His is way gooder than mine. As good as I can think of it, He's gonna get gooder. I'll guarantee it. Right? You can get your good barometer up as high as you think you could ever see it, and He'll still be more good. Did you hear that? Right? English too. More good. Because He's a more good God. Amen? And He gives good things to those who ask. We're not beggars. We don't have to beg for our bread. We don't have to beg. Why? Because Jesus came and He had the bread for us. And He died. And He bore your sins. And He bore my sin. That we might live under righteousness. And by whose stripes we were healed. Healing is a foregone conclusion. We're not looking, to, looking for where it is. We just need to have it. Yes. Why? Because we're children. And children of God are healed children. I mean, what, what could you, how else could we read this verse? What, how many of you, if your child was sick and they asked to be healed, you would, you would give them more sickness? Or you'd say, well, you need to learn something from this. It's what we accuse God of, right? We don't, but others do. Excuse me. We are children of the Most High God. We are children of the bread maker. We are children of the One that said, healing is our bread. We are children of the one that sent Jesus to die on a cross, to be raised from the dead, to take, it, to take in His body our sickness, our disease, our pain, so that we didn't have to have it here. But what we have to know to receive all this is our last name is His last name. We are children of God. That's what you've got to do to get it. People say, oh, it's got to be harder than that. No. It's not harder than that. That's the problem. We've let our head get involved where our heart should only be. Amen. Amen. The grace of God is all sufficient. It does more than you'll ever need. You can't outdo the grace of God. You can't go as far as grace. You can't do it. Because where your sin goes, grace goes further. I don't care who you think you've been. You are a child of God. Come back to the table and eat your bread. Now you know why your mom said you're not getting up till you eat your bread. Mine said vegetables. Thank God she grew out of that. let's not leave the table. Let's not leave our healing there. Our healing is in our own hand. We have but to ask. He didn't say beg. He didn't say do anything else. We don't even have to be like the Syrophoenician woman. We can have it now just the way we want it from our good... Father, God. So how do we get it? Hebrews 4. This is how children act. I can tell you right now. My daughter never sends me a text or writes me a note when she wants something. And she ain't shy about it. Why? Because she's my children. And she knows well aware that I'm her father. And she also knows that I like her well taken care of. I've already told her she better find a rich husband. Right husband. That was a joke. I want her to find the right husband. He will be rich. Because he'll be a godly man. Godly men are rich, right? Got any godly men in here? You're rich. But she doesn't shy away When it comes to asking for something, she knows I'm able to supply. But yet, we shy away too many times from God, and then we'll say, Oh, he's well able to do it. And then we'll find five excuses why he might not. Not only is he well able, he said all we got to do as children is ask. That's exactly right. Ask. You need healing in your body? Ask for your bread. Amen? Amen. Amen. Ask for your health. Ask for your life. What are we going to do? Matthew 4, or I'm sorry, Hebrews 4. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly. People that don't know who they are. Non-kids. Is that a word? (laughs) Non-kids? Un-kids, whatever. They ain't going to run to the throne. Why? It ain't Dad. Dad. When it's dad, you will run towards him. When you know who he is to you. That's what I told my daughter a couple of years ago. I said, you know what? You've been serving my God for about 16, 15 years now. And I said, guess what, baby? You've got to serve your God now. It's time to learn who he is to you. Because that's how you get things. That's how you succeed in the kingdom of God is you understand that you're His child and that He's your Father and that He's a good Father. But you've got to find your personal relationship with that God. Yes. Amen? Yes. And some of us maybe haven't found our personal relationship or we found parts of it. we found the part that, oh yeah, I can get to heaven, but yeah, that healing thing, it's kind of, it's kind of a gray area for me. Well, let me ungray it for you. He loved you so much that Jesus bore your sickness and He carried your disease. You don't got to have it one moment more. You don't need ten people laying hands on you. You don't need to have ten healing lines. You don't need to go see somebody else. You need to talk to Dad. And you need to have what Dad's got for you. But you got to go talk to Him. You can't say, well, I asked and I didn't. It, if you think you asked and didn't, get rid of some pride and say, well, maybe I didn't ask. Let's, let's just think that maybe it could have been you and not God. You reckon? You reckon it could be you and not God? Because if you're a child of the Most High God, He doesn't care where you've been. He's just glad you're coming home. He doesn't care what sickness got on you because He knows once you're in the house, it's not coming in. Amen? In Father's house, there ain't no sickness coming in the door. Glory to God. So we're going to come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. What? Love. Mercy. People say, uh Undeserved. Whatever. What do they call it? You don't get what you didn't deserve? That's love. Let's just simplify it. That's love. Instead, I'm going to get healing. Why? Because I'm going to get it from grace. Amen? I'm not going to get what I did deserve, and I'm going to get what I didn't deserve. Amen? Mercy kept me from getting what I should have got, and grace gave me what I couldn't have. Amen? So somebody said, well, you can't be healed. Wrong! You not only can be healed, you have been healed by the stripes on Jesus' back, and it's your bread. Grab your loaf and eat it. You don't got to be sick one more day of your life. Amen? How many children I got in here? Stand on your feet.